0: listening to the gamesindustry.biz podcast I'm James Batchelor and I'm joined this week by Brendan Sinclair Uh, and Chris Dring and just for a change of pace just to break up what's on the internet at the moment we're going to talk about the next generation consoles um we obviously dived into this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, specifically on the Xbox, we brought on John Lenneman from uh, Digital Foundry to talk about like the tech specs and the how it plays and so forth. Because at, at that time, John was one of the few people who had a- actually had access to the consoles. We have been lucky enough to receive consoles um, uh, in the past few weeks, and so we've been getting some hands-on with it. Um, I've got the Xbox Series X. Brendan, which ones have you
1: got? Uh, I've, I've got both, but I've actually been spending more time with the Series S
2: uh i i i am fortunate enough because i have is to have both um the xbox series x and the playstation five which i've been
1: thoroughly enjoying
0: so this week, we're going to go through our initial impressions of these uh, consoles. We've already got a piece on the PlayStation 5 up on the site. Uh, that went today. That was uh, Chris's piece. It was a, less of a review, more, a as, as you put it, a console analysis, um, which the head, I loved the headline. If, if Xbox is Netflix, then PlayStation 5 is cinema. Um, and I'm looking forward to reading it and actually seeing what that means. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I suspect but we'll now we're recount gonna- it a bit here. We could do. Right. So let's start with that because we've talked a lot about Xbox on the show this uh, over the course of this year, and we talked a lot about it when John was on. Chris, you're the only one of us who's had access to a PlayStation Five. How is it? What is it? What is it? What is? What is next gen about it? Um, that's a good. It's a good question because I, I, I,
2: I really didn't know why we needed any of these. Um, uh, any of these games consoles, right? Because, and this is recapping my article a little bit, but it's like this generation, we've had so many massive PS4 games. This year, sorry, 2020, you had so many big PS4 games um, and they're all excellent. And, and yes, because of COVID-19, but there's been so many people engaged with the console. It's still selling pretty well. Um, I was a bit like, it feels like a console at its peak, not at a console that's on the floor, uh, not at, at a point in its gen- life cycle where it's sort of done. Um, and then suddenly here we are with another one. Um, but I think it's interesting that the game I've been playing primarily um, has been Spider-Man. And it's quite interesting because it's basically the, the, the same experience as the last Spider-Man, the PS4 game that came out in 2018. But what um, jumped out at me with it is that um, because I'm playing a game that I can go, oh, this is like the last big PS4 game I played, I, I can immediately feel um, what is different about it. And it is things like 3D audio. And it is things like those haptic feedbacks uh, in the rumbles and the controller, which I originally was a bit skeptical about because surround sound has existed for years and, you know, my Switch has fancy rumble in it. I mean, it's not... Even the quick loading, which everyone goes on about, I've been playing the Switch for so long and so much over the last three years that um, um, when I turn my Switch on, I'm immediately... I'm imme- I'm, I can turn it on now, actually. And yet there I am. I'm in Mario 64, right? It's not like... that. This isn't revolutionary to me, this sort of... Um, these the, the sort of changes but um it actually does make quite a significant difference visually this game looks like a marvel movie and it feels there's this bit of the early on in the game really at the beginning rhino's escaped and he's doing a big he's a spider-man villain he's basically a man dressed as a rhino um <laughs> careering through <laughs> thank you fruit. for
1: explaining that <laughs>
2: careering through um careering through new york and you're playing miles morales rather than peter parker who was the star of the last game he's very much a spider-man in training and um and you've got these sort of every crash is like comes through the controller and then you've got um all the i'm wearing the pulse 3d headset and i'm hearing all these different sounds coming from all different angles it's quite overwhelming but i think it's supposed it is overwhelming for miles as it is for me and then at the end when it starts to get Quiet and down and uh, miles gets his signature attack right at the start of the game i'm not spoiling anything he gets the venom punch attack and the venom punch actually probably the most satisfying attack in, i've ever p- used in a video game not just because it's a great big punch but because uh it the way it sort of shocks through the haptic controller it just feels like and suddenly i felt the oh, i'm i'm in it i'm i'm really in a spider-man i'm really in a spider-man movie now and i and i just went on when you think about how this generation for playstation has been so much about those big blockbuster moments the god of war games the um uh the uncharted last of us those sort of big epic hugely expensive very high-end experiences that's what that's what's drove playstation of the last i'd say the latter half of their generation um and, um, and I'm immediately seeing, oh, this is a console built for those sort of things. You know, this is the technology that's been put into this. And it's really added to that experience. Yes, the visuals do the big, do the heavy lifting. It's set over Christmas. It's beautiful. Um, uh, it, it's it, That's lovely. But um, with all the extra tech and stuff, I, I feel like I'm playing a... Um, uh, I feel like I'm playing like if, if the if the PlayStation knew this was the direction they were going in, that this would become this would come to define them, um, then that's maybe what the PS4 would have been like. And so I don't think it's a huge step up. I don't think it's a revolution um, in terms of what makes this next gen. But I, I think in terms of what PlayStation are trying to build with their PlayStation Studios branding and these sort of games that they're creating, um, I can see how the PS5 very much sort of fits that uh that view. Um so I really I'm really quite I'm really quite impressed with it. I mean it is it is I mean people use the word big. Um it's not uh yeah it is <laughs> it is big and I, I actually don't mind the design of it but I know lots of people think it's it quite hideous and I put it in it's larger
0: than your son isn't it didn't you do the comparison <laughs> and it's actually bigger than your child my child is quite little but,
1: um, <laughs> <I love> it. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: um, it
2: is it is really big. I mean I don't mind too much because the way my office is set up it just sits on the floor and it, I think it, it looks quite nice in this environment but I think if you've got a nice sophisticated living room I mean I, I use the cinema example and somebody made a joke about it um but um i said the, the console even looks like a cinema in a way and i can't really explain why i'm trying to find the words for it because it's sort of you've got these lights that sort of beam off the fins which look really quite you know they look like for me like the spotlights and all that kind of stuff and you've, it's quite it's quite heavily designed like a building in a way so it looks like my Cineworld world which is at the end of my street um and, um, it, I mean, it, it doesn't, but it reminds me of it. Um, and sort sort of, I sort of. I that's the reason why I sort of do the cinema comparison because it feels like PlayStation is that, um, is that thing. I mean, I'm doing, I'm doing way too much talking, but the, um, the, uh, the, the reason why I, I came to this conclusion with the PlayStation being like cinema was when um, I was asked by uh, Sony when, when, when I was, you know, when they were giving all the details and the embargoes and the NDAs and stuff. And they said, uh, do I have a PlayStation Plus account? And I realised I didn't. And I realised I hadn't had one for... I may not have had one all this whole generation, and um, and I and I thought I thought why did I never why have I never got a PlayStation Plus account? And I realised that I play all my service-based multiplayer games on Xbox, and um, and I use my PlayStation for these sort of cinematic single-player adventures, and not just the PlayStation ones, but Final Fantasies, Tomb Raiders, Resident Evils, um, and uh, and I feel like that that's always been that's been the, I don't know if it's always been PlayStation's identity, but it really has been this generation, whereas um, Xbox has. It, it, you know their entire business model is a service um game pass is a service-based model and the console feels like a service-based console the xbox one uh the xbox series x feels like a service based machine because it's it's very much a continuation of what came before it's lovely it, the games look great runs brilliant looks very nice but it does feel like a enhanced it feels like i've upgraded to the next xbox rather than sort of a new xbox if you know what i mean and that's that's great but it's um but that's where i feel that's for me that's where the difference is between the two
1: yeah that's sort of always been microsoft's uh angle right for the original Mm. xbox it i mean it was like you know more powerful or whatever but uh, it was also uh it was online out of the box and they had xbox live up and running before anyone else had any kind of central service. And in the 360 generation, Xbox Live was just so vastly superior to what PlayStation brought to the table. Like they've, they've, Microsoft has always done the online and the service aspects of, of the business better than Sony. But at the same time, the stuff that Sony has focused on, I think that they've done exceptionally well. And what you were just talking about, Chris, with the the sort of that premium experience of going to the cinema instead of you know watching it at home, uh, the the controller feedback and the the 3D audio stuff that you mentioned like just that gets me more excited for the PS5 than you know all of the the, the summer's reveals and and you know hype campaign from Sony, like I, at this generation especially I feel like that just that that quality of life experience of actually getting hands on with these systems and seeing what it feels like to play games on them is it feels to me more important than in previous generations because the the screenshots that you're seeing the commercials that you see you know for these it don't don't really convey you know they don't make the argument as to why you need to spend $500 on this right now
2: no, I agree with that. I mean, I I've always, you know, everyone keeps saying how great these games look, but I'm watching them on my my MacBook screen, um, whilst typing up news stories, going, yeah, they look great. But uh, but then I I've been playing Spider-Man. I, I've also t- I've also started AstroBot, which I, was great for a little bit, and I and I love it um, from what I've played of it. But I understand the press also love it. Um, so that seems good as well. But the, so it's not just Spider-Man. But the um, the um, uh, uh, Spider-Man, it looks fantastic and i and i but it really sums up what you were saying like that you really needed to play this you really need to have this in people's hands um and um uh you you, we couldn't and i have been it's very exciting writing about the new consoles and interviewing the execs and stuff but from a personal perspective i'm very skeptical as why as why we were here and um uh because you know I've, i've still not there's so many games that i just i feel like some developers are only just getting started on the ps4 on the xbox one and suddenly here we are with the next one but um but uh you know i've now got them and i go oh i can get it you know i do see and i just haven't done for this whole campaign and all the as you're right all the hype and all the um getting hype you know <laughs> go that to the the ill-fated xbox uh for the first Xbox uh, event back in May, when they get hyped, I've not ne- I've not been able to get hyped for these, but now I've got one. I really want people to get hyped for them because they are they are well, I mean I haven't really played a new game on Series X. I think that's the biggest um, thing for me. Like I do like the fact that these games look re- really nice and run really smooth on Series X, but I think the absence of a a nice shiny first party exclusive is 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 a big absence. Um, but yeah. um, I do think people should get excited for them because I think they're they're lovely uh james
1: you have uh, the series x right
0: yeah i've got the series x so I, i'm kind of similar to chris like it, it feels like an upgrade like we've talked in the past of how certainly way 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 back years ago when xbox were talking about the um xbox one x and like the you know that that kind of mid-cycle um hardware update it was likened to like when you upgrade your upgrade your phone like, you know, getting the One X is like getting, you know, the iPhone 8 rather than the iPhone 6 you've already got or whatever. Um, that really drove home for me, getting the Series X. And I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way. Set up the Series X, the menu, you know, it's quite nice, quick and easy to set up. The menu was exactly the same as my Xbox One X, which I still got plugged in. And that's partly, as Matt keeps reminding me, is because they overhauled the whole UI like last month for everyone. So you're going from the same menu to the same menu, but it wasn't the same menu like three months ago. And then all my games are there. All my, you know, all the... the titles already associated my, with my account, whether that's through Game Pass or whether that's just, you know, previous digital purchases, and then I can install all the Xbox One X games I've still got on disc. And then, you know, cloud saves means all your stuff is there. So it felt like that new phone day where you pick up exactly where you left off, you know, all your photos and your music and your podcast, they're all backed up again. But now there are these new features you can try out, but the overall experience is pretty much the same. And that's okay, because you like using your old phone and... You didn't desperately need it, but your upgrade came up, and I'm explaining that very badly. But do you no. guys know what I mean? Yeah, like,
2: I think, I don't. Yeah, I don't think Xbox is going to be upset by that analysis. Like it sounds dismissive, no. but you know this—that's that's deliberate. Um, they they and it, um uh, and I think one of the things that makes it feel less like a console, like a proper new console generation, is not the text there, but the games. You know, there aren't there aren't any. You know, there's Halo's missing. I think I think I might feel differently if Halo Infinite was there. Yeah. um um there are accessories there's the new controller which is slightly tweaked to the last one which is you know nice um but you know that's it there's no there's not you know where's the playstation Have got the new camera and the new headsets and it feels feel, i know it's a very consumerist thing that you know look at all the extra add-ons but that's part of the launch isn't it you buy all the little gubbins you get the, you get, the you get the couple of exclusive games um and in the xbox um series you don't have that but that's again
0: that's not an accident um it's uh it's just what xbox are doing and it, and it works like and that's the thing you compare this to previous console transitions particularly if we're going to say you know, bring in nintendo like every time you got a new console there was a whole new controller to get your head around completely different form factor and this is just a, a slight slight refinement of the xbox one controller which was a slight refinement of the xbox 360 controller which was a dramatic improvement on the <laughs> xbox one duke controller um like so it does like again i can't emphasize enough it feels like picking up where you left off but that i kind of feel like it's a good thing because as much as like it's, it is always exciting when you get a new console but those early days particularly way back in the day like on your know, old older consoles where there is no form of backwards compatibility at all you are starting from scratch. Like, um, I remember getting my GameCube. There you go, Brendan. I've mentioned GameCube. Are you happy now? Um, I remember getting my GameCube and I had I had Rogue Leader, Smash Brothers, and Luigi mentioned, And that was great, but that was all I had for however long it was until I saved up my pocket money and got another game and then I only had four games here I've got a ridiculous I filled up my hard drive on day one and I didn't even download everything or install everything that I wanted I thought I might want to try on this so to be able to dive in straight away and be playing and it's not new experiences it's not it's older experiences but that's not necessarily a bad thing like it would it would be much better if there was something new and something that felt significantly newer so there have been some issues as it were with the 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 process so there are no there are very few optimized for series x slash s titles available to those who have received these review units i think it was like five titles um and some of which are like all like xbox one titles there is obviously there's no brand new exclusive title i've mostly been playing um I've I've put a couple of evenings now into Watch Dogs Legion, which has not been optimized for Xbox Series X at the time. So that doesn't, I'm not getting the full benefit of what an Xbox Series X game looks like. You know, this is the high-end console. This is the most powerful one. I'm not getting the full benefit because I'm running a souped-up Xbox One version. But the souped-up Xbox One version does look good. And I've kind of gone through a range of titles. So, I've played Watch Dogs Legion. I've done a little bit of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, not Odyssey, Origins, Origins, which loads a lot faster and is very nice, very smooth. Uh, I've done a little bit of Forza, uh, Forza Horizon 4. I'm still bad at it, but it looks very pretty as I'm smashing into a tree. And um, I even kind of took a cue from you, uh, Chris. I did um, Perfect Dark. I played a little bit of Perfect Dark. And my God, that thing looks good. Like That is an N64 game that was remastered for the 360 and is now, you know, we're like three or four generations away and looks so crisp and clear. Lucky as hell, because it's obviously a 64 game, but it lo- it, it, the performance is great. Last example I'll give, uh, two two combined examples. A lot of my gaming time at the moment is with my son. I'm, and by with my son, I mean at my son's behest. He mm. decides what we are playing, and he decides how we are playing it. No, you cannot go and complete this mission in LEGO Incredibles. We're playing hide-and-seek. I'm going to run. You must find me, Daddy. In, in um, LEGO, I take it. In LEGO, in LEGO, yeah, yeah. yes, yes. Um, LEGO Incredibles and LEGO Marvel Super Superheroes are his favourite games to the point where, uh, Brendan, you introduced me to that website where you can put in your gamer tag and it tells you your most played game on Xbox. With over 100 hours, LEGO Incredibles is my most played game out of the entire seven year lifespan <laughs> of Xbox One. And that has entirely been racked up this year by my son. But the loading times for that game were so painful. And you would, you know, you've got a very impatient four-year-old, you know, going, oh, it's loading. It's loading, Daddy. It's loading. Yes, it's loading. Yes, it's loading. Well, now it loads within five or four or five seconds. The better one is LEGO Marvel Superheroes, which was just as long a loading time. That loads so fast, a little prompt comes up. Press Y to skip. You can skip the loading screen... Because it has already loaded, which is glorious. So now I don't have to listen to him whinging. Now I just have to play hide and seek. <laughs>
1: it's it's a nice it's a nice quality of life improvement. Like I've seen a lot of people um, talking about quick resume on Xbox and loading, and I think it's actually it might be overstated. Um, if you hear people talking about it instantly happening, that is that is not the case. Um, I consider instant like what Chris was talking about with the Switch and jumping back into Mario 64 or something. Um, loading is is pleasantly faster. It's, it's definitely noticeable. Uh, the first thing that I did when I got the system set up was kind of download a bunch of games, most of them like old games. Um, Tekken 7 is a game that I, I really liked, but the load times on that were just killing me because it's, you know, every fight is, is over in a minute and a half or whatever. But um, now I can actually play that game and enjoy it properly because the load times are just, you know, there are a few seconds and it's like, uh, eh, I notice it's loading. That's not great. Oh, it's over now. That's you know it, it it it's not long enough to drive you to have to come up with a different activity or scroll on your phone or whatever to kill to so kill I, the time. I will
0: s- I will say my my love for the loading screens comes in part from so prior to what I've been playing the last couple of weeks I had I've spent about 3 months playing Horizon Zero Dawn on PS4 and my word that takes a long time to to load and then prior to that I was playing Red Dead Redemption via Game Pass and that takes a long time to reload so I'm very much going from like the the most extreme in terms of ro- load times to this sudden much faster and that's why it feels good the the quick resume the quick resume as a parent is an incredible feature because Okay, let's go to Switch as an example. Freddy is obsessed... Sorry. My son is obsessed at the moment with uh, Hat Mario, as he knows it. Um, He likes to play Hat Mario, which is he just runs around a Mario Odyssey level for 30 seconds, then jumps into the ship and goes to a different level. I have been playing... I had been playing um, Assassin's Creed Liberation, like, in the evenings, but then obviously come morning he wants that. So it means that every time one of us is playing that session is interrupted and you have to start you know, through the loading throat. And yeah, loading screens are, are fast enough on the Switch, but there is still a, a moment of disruption where, no, you your game has to stop now. You will pick up from the last checkpoint or wherever it is that it saves because the other person is playing now. With Quick Resume, that's not an issue. I, the Iron Man is currently suspended mid-air, ready for when we next play, because I've been playing Watch Dogs Legion, and I've been able to Quick Resume across the two. And that feature alone and it is just a quality of life thing it's just a little thing but I don't know just given how limited my my playtime is I'm really enjoying not having to start, and you know, load in, go through the menu. Yes, load this save. Yes, load this save. And here I am. Just being able to switch over to our right. And now it's daddy's time to play. Well, yeah, the, That's I mean, good. Yeah, the pay, patience is, I
2: think I think somebody, uh, one of our colleagues at Eurogamer wants to describe that the biggest problem with modern society is that we've forgotten how to be patient. But the truth is, I think we've, got, I think we've not got time. And, uh, and it's the reason why I haven't played that many games. And the reason why I have, I have to book off three hours to play Sea of Thieves, because Sea of Thieves is a... I'm not. this is not an exaggeration it might be something to do with my internet connection I don't know but it takes so long to load into CFE's I actually make a cup of tea I turn, go upstairs turn the console on boot up the game and then I go downstairs make myself a cup of tea and go back. it's not a joke it's what I do um, and even when I come back in there's the next loading screen which takes even longer and it's, and CFE's Is not instant loading like it's loading speed on xbox series Um, x is probably as long as most normal games loading speeds but for me that's it's amazing um and um but it is but that's a big difference for me that's like that's really when i tell my friends i'm going to jump in i don't have to text them to tell them i'm loading by the way you know um, you know i'll be in in a i'll be in in an hour um so it's um it, it, it is it is a difference and i think quick resumes cool i think the reason why i'm not that in love matt crazy about it is because i think brendan talked about the fact that maybe it was before we actually started recording he was talking about how he's played a lot of portable games i play a lot of portable games and yes quick resumes not in there but portable games have always been like immediate loading and this is the truth of it when i first played spider-man miles morales i started doing the review stuff um I did, it was only until after I played it for a few hours and I spoke to somebody else um uh, who I was reviewing it for, and they asked me so what's the what's the loading speeds like screens like And I hadn't noticed because I'm used to playing devices where there aren't as <laughs> so much loading anyway um and so for me it wasn't a revolution. it was like, oh yeah well that's it's a revolution for PlayStation um and Xbox. But actually for as a gaming as gaming experiences go i've had quick loading for a while now um and it's uh and so it just wasn't that shocking to me um but there are other things i love about it but the, and i do love the fact that it's quick loading and it does make console games more of a real realistic thing for me um it means now that when i have an hour to play a game that's actually a reasonable amount of time to play a game um whereas before you know if there was an update i might only actually be playing for 20 minutes but, um uh yeah it's 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 great um but I but I think Brennan, Bren, Bren, you said it' was sort of overstate a little bit it, it, I think it might be and I think to some people it's not going to be quite as big a deal
1: as it is to others you, you said that um we've, some people have been, suggested that we've gotten less patient as a society and and uh, at, on an individual level here I, I can at least say that um, as soon as like PlayStation one came out and had discs Based media, like no, nah, I never had any patience. Like the load times on that were garbage then, and they've been garbage every generation since. This is the the first kind of like positive step in in that process and rolling it back to to something that's a little closer to to what it was like playing playing off of cartridges back in the day. Mm, yeah, it's nice.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think they're both really great machines. I do think. Um... I do think like the Xbox moment isn't the now. Like I think that's the thing I, I can't help but feel that for Xbox they bought all these studios. Um, they've got um, they've got some you know, they've got some big stupid big games coming. But they're 2022, right? They are that we and we've got the heart. It feels like we've got the console ready to play them, but we don't quite have the games yet. And as a result of that and i think you see that in the reviews that people aren't recommending xbox not because it isn't worth your money not because it isn't a good machine it's because you know you might as well just keep playing these on playing on your xbox 1 for the next year before can wait for those wait for those big hitters to start emerging whereas with playstation they're kind of they're right out of the gate with some real high quality games this is i mean i described um spider-man is the best uh launch game sony's ever released and i've been contradicted by how many ads astrobot and so um and so that's right out of the gate and then there's Demon's souls as well to come uh, and, and sat boy um and then there's ratchet and clank which apparently is in the launch window as well i don't know what they mean by launch window i don't know if that means like next month or if it means i don't know next year or end of next year i don't know but then there's horizons due next year and god of wars apparently coming next year i'll believe it when i see it but apparently they're all will Gran Turismo has even been suggested that it's, it's next year as well. And that's quite a really strong first-year lineup of games that would have been built by Sony to make the most of this PlayStation. And
1: um, that's, that's, that best that, Sony, that's promising. That best Sony launch game assertion, like I'm going back through now to think of what other candidates there might be for that. I, I'm, awa- <laughs> I'm <laughs> aware is, that it is brutal. <laughs> like I'm we're aware. talking to maybe a 989 sports PSP game or something. They I'm al- I'm, aware they've never the- done it. I- I'm aware that have never done it. I am aware that they uh, uh that saying it's
2: the best uh, launch game of plate Sony's ever released on the PlayStation is is like faint praise. Um, but um, Killzone wasn't that bad and Resistance was playable. Um but it was uh, um Fantavision on the PS2. Um so uh so yeah they're but you're right it's it, they're not they're not known for it um but you look at even the ps4 like the first couple of years of the ps4 maybe the first 18 months i can't remember when was the first like real must-have ps4 game um i remember it being bl- bloodborne and that was was that two years in or 18 months that seemed to quite a chunk of time into the console cycle um and um but we was and that's and i and i find it what i find i genuinely genuinely think it's remarkable that we've got this level of quality playstation games out when we've also just had a load of really high quality playstation games launch on the previous console like can you imagine nintendo do it whenever nintendo have a failed console it always tends to be because they release too many of their good games towards the end of the last console and they move on to the next one and they don't have any of their big hitters like the wii u was a good example of that and then um and then, uh, and PlayStation sort of go from one generation to the other, sort of seamlessly going Last of Us Two into Spider Man, and it just feels like it. Just, I'm sure there will be a moment, there'll be a year, and there's inevitably going to be one where that will drop off. But if you're talking about momentum, getting the console out early, selling lots of devices, there's a lot of reasons why it might not work because of the, you know, the economic situation. But to have a lineup like that, and it's in the first year, it's, it's it reminds me of the first year of the Switch, and. Um, and I think, therefore, I can quite comfortably say to if anyone's, I know we're, we're not for consumers, but if anyone's, I can say to people, you should get a PS5 now. It's, it's really good. Whereas the Xbox, it's, it's really good. But, you know, you might want to wait for Halo or Fable or um, whatever, Everwild or, uh, or, or whatever, the next uh, Bethesda game or something. So it's, those games are coming to Xbox, that, their moment is happening and, you know, they'll, and it's all, but it's, it does not now.
0: Well, case in point, um, a friend of my wife's. Uh, she wanted to get an Xbox for her son. She heard new Xboxes were coming out, and she's like, "Oh, you know, James, you know about this stuff. Like, what, what's the new Xbox? Like, should I get it?" Um, all he wants to play is, you know, Fortnite, Minecraft, and Roblox. I'm like, "No, no, get an Xbox One. Get an Xbox One because they'll probably be they'll be considerably more affordable, and all the games he wants will run on it." And you know, all the games that he wants for the next year or so will run on it, and then eventually maybe it'll calm down. I mean, you know, he's eight; he doesn't need an Xbox Series X. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've actively recommended the previous console on the on the eve of the launch of the of the new one. Like it's it's it, you're right; it's not now is not the time to get an Xbox
1: Series X unless you desperately want it. Well, the, um, it the Xbox have One have the Xbox One isn't much cheaper than the the Xbox Series S though, right? No, no,
0: that's true. The 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 series. Now I have to ask this then, because the Series S, and this goes down to personal preference. You've got no disc drive. Have you noticed the lack of disc drive? Because the, the reason she wanted, because I did mention the the Series S to her, and she's like, oh no, I want to be able to buy you know buy games, you know, twenty quid at Argos, etc. You know, get get games from from. Parents and friends and so forth as gifts. Like you can't do that with a digital console. Certainly not as easily. Not not with something tangible to wrap up and for the kid to open. Like,
1: have you noticed
0: the lack of disc drive? Is that just how you game now?
1: It is definitely not how I game now. Um, like I, I, went for the. I pre-ordered the PS5 with the disc drive. I I buy all my Switch games on cartridge when I can. Um, so like I'm I'm a little. I wouldn't go with the Series S as my primary console, just because I want like a disc drive and a, and a 4K Blu-ray player hooked up to the TV. Um, but it, the the industry is so increasingly going digital. It doesn't um, the 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 physical aspect of it, I think, is is more and more going to be you know seen like a, a hassle. Like when with the Switch, when when my son wants to play, you know, um, Mario Odyssey because he likes Mario Hack game as well, um, I have to like you know swap out whatever game I'm playing with the cartridges, and that's actually sort of annoying at this point. <laughs> <laughs> patience is that patience thing again. <laughs> yeah, and with, with with Xbox, it's it's so, and uh, I haven't played PS5, but with Series S and X, it's it's so. Um, quick and convenient to swap between the games Uh, that, you know, just having to get up, have the discs handy, swap out the ones that you want. It seems um, like I, I, I can see that not being a terrible issue for people in the future. Now, James, you bring up good points there about, you know, like, well, it's a kid and you want to give them, you know, a present, to wrap up and, and it's just much easier and more straightforward for people to like, yeah, I bought this game on a box and there you go. There, there are, there are things that'll keep physical around for a while, but I, I don't think it's as, um, as much of a, like, even for me, I don't think having a disc drive now is as much of a non-negotiable element as it used to be. I still paid the extra hundred bucks or whatever for the PS five with the disc drive, but, Um, yeah, and it, it really doesn't seem like things are going to, uh, like the shift to digital is going to slow down anytime soon. Hmm. I have to say for all, for all, I've always been like, you
0: know, I still want to be able to have discs. I still want the, the ability, certainly the, the ability to play the games I already own, um, But I find myself, like, the vast majority of games I do play are digital, are downloaded, either via Game Pass or, you know, I've been lucky enough to get a promo code or something. like, And it's like, yeah, not having to get up and put the disc in, to the point where, early this year, um, when I think PlayStation was given it, was a PlayStation Plus game for a month, was the Nathan Drake Collection, the Uncharted Nathan Drake Collection, which I have on disc. But I claimed anyway, so I don't have to change Um, the disc. I've become that guy. I'm
2: the same, like, well, my wife and I are watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer at the minute, and we went away on uh, on holiday to, um, and um, uh, we bought the Angel, we had Angel, the yeah, had box set of Angel, and we decided we'll watch, because the Angel happens sort of alongside from, like, series four onwards from Buffy, and we thought, we'll watch Angel at the same time, because they sort of do crossover. So we started watching Angel, and then we stopped, because when we got home, um, you know buffy's on our record box so we just press play we want to play it angel requires me putting up the playstation putting the disc in i'm saying no i don't want to i can't be bothered so we are now really far behind in that for the same reason you know it's just the ease of the ease of uh discs but i mean discs is still a big business like it's still multi-billion dollar massive business lots of people do it, and i think it is an issue for some people but um i I also i also think another repeal for xbox is people that haven't actually didn't jump on board of Xbox this generation. I mean, we would say the assumption there's no need to upgrade, but that's talking to people who have an Xbox and don't, and uh, and you're and saying, you know what, you don't need to jump into Series X just yet. And that's true. But if you actually haven't got an Xbox, you might think, this will, well, look how great, you, this might be a great moment to do it because all of these big Xbox games from the last generation are being heavily updated for, for finer visuals, whether it's CFEs or Forza Horizon or Gears 5 or, or the Master Chief Collection. Or perfect dark Xbox Live Arcade. Um, the, uh, the, the opportunity, I think for, for certain people, if you don't have an Xbox, actually, it's not a bad time to come in. Um, there's a lot of great games on it. Um, the, they're looking better than they've ever done. Um, the Series S is very affordable. Um, and so,
0: you know, for that sort of group, that you know, there is
2: a, there is a market there.
0: I guess it's similar to why so many Wii U ports have done so well on Switch. is because no one got a Wii U, so now these people are discovering the you know these games for the first time on Switch. Like this, it's the similar effect, not quite as pronounced. Yeah, but yeah,
2: yeah. Well, the Wii U was. I mean some people did buy an xbox one that's the that's different nobody yeah nobody buying a wii u even though it was 13 million but that's largely true um but it, people did buy xbox one there is an audience yes there. okay yeah <laughs> but, but no but i know i know what you mean like there is a similar you know there is a similar effect that there are people there are playstation gamers that might think you know what i could do i really wanted to give that um or even you know new gamers or switch owners or pc owners or whatever who might think you know i'd like to Give that give uh, that game a go. You know, Xbox have released quite a lot of games this year, actually, nothing particularly major, but from Ori to Minecraft Dungeons, Microsoft Flight, Gears Tactics, uh, Grounded. Um, there's been quite a lot of Microsoft published games, even the ones that are third party, like Wasteland. You know, it's, an ex- it's a Microsoft Game Studios title, They've got quite a few games out this year. And, and, you know, if you've been tempted by any of them, now might be the time to think, right, I'll get that. And if you've got, if you get that, if it's a Game Pass delivery system, you know, you've got EA games are now in there. Bethesda games are now in there. It's quite a, if you're interested in Game Pass, I, think, I just need a means to play those titles. Then you get an Xbox Series S, you get yourself Game Pass. You're probably set for a generation.
1: Yeah. James, you said you filled up your Xbox Series X hard drive like the first yes. night right is that because so i've been i've been playing on the s and i haven't bumped into the i've downloaded a bunch of stuff but i haven't bumped into the limit yet um and just the way that i play games it tends to be you know maybe juggling between two or at most three games at a time so like it doesn't seem to me to be all that huge a deal to have to like delete the 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 game's you know, periodically, and, and download new new ones. I feel like I've been doing that on you know Switch and Vita for a while. Yeah. Is it is it, what what's your take on how big a deal these these space constraints are? So, I have to say, it comes down to how I
0: play games. Like and and Matt, Matt said on a recent like I think it was the John Lenneman episode. Like he said like you know, you only genuinely generally you're playing two or three big titles at a time which I realized actually yeah so i don't need all of these on my hard drive but i am i am a, a gamer who occasionally gets a a whim as it were to go back to an older title um, just random examples from this year then um uh, around April, I was reading. Uh, I finally read the Killing Joke, which is the Batman graphic novel. I thought actually I really fancy going back to Arkham Knight and doing some of the uh, the, the Endgame stuff just for an evening, just being Batman for an evening. Oh no, I've got to install it. As uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla was coming out, so like, oh, actually you know what? I never did, um, never did finish Origins. I'll go back to. Oh no, you've got to install it. Um, uh, you know, whenever sales come up, I'm like, oh actually, yeah, you, know, you know what? Assassin's Creed Bo- Brotherhood for 89p, I'll have that, I'll download that, oh, now I've got to install it, okay, that's a different example because it's a lot, lot smaller. Game Pass, I am absolutely terrible for downloading so many games, I think, yes, I'll try that, I'll try that, I'll try that, I'll try that, and not actually opening them. I would love to know if Microsoft is tracking how many people download a Game Pass um, game but never open it, because that's me. So I have to say, as much as I filled up the hard drive quickly... It is all with old games that I might want to play. You, your excellent, excellent episode recently, the game developer playlist on um, Metal Gear Solid Five. I then went and installed that. So actually, yeah, I fancy playing that at some point. And so I've installed it. So that's that's how I'm using my hard drive. I, I, it's not as big a deal. That is purely me, and that's me having to recognise. You know what? I cannot play all of the games at once. I need to pick and choose what I'm actually playing. I can see it being an issue for people who are playing things like. Grand Theft Auto Online, uh, Red Dead Redemption Online, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, like playing all of those on a regular basis because those are all huge games. Um, the claim has come out this week, um, and it's I, I emphasize this as a claim, this is from a Reddit user who claims to have had an Xbox Series S uh, arrive early. The claim is that of the 512 gigabyte hard drive, you can only use 364, and that is what? two or three games at most depending on which games you get so for those players i can see that being an issue but then again those players may only be playing two or three titles a year because they're still they're just indulging in that multiplayer so i think the the hard drive as a, as a space issue comes down entirely to how you like to play but i have always liked the ability to just dip into a game because i fancy it because i find i'm in the mood to play this game that i haven't for ages oh no
1: i've got to install it yeah yeah that sounds about right and like it's worth pointing out that the um, the Series S doesn't um, do 4K resolution, uh, so developers can um, I don't know if they, it's actually through the smart delivery whatever, but the the version you download for the Series S does not have like the 4K art assets, um, so they they wind up being smaller files. I think um, Call of Duty Warzone still winds up being like. Over a hundred gigs, I believe I read, but um, it's it's helps a little bit with that alleviating that problem. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything else?
0: Because we've got an awkward silence. There.
2: <laughs> well, I'm, I sort of, sort of just uh, I've made the mistake of while we're talking there, I opened Twitter, and my word, saying that you like the PS Five is. Uh, well, that's inflammatory, isn't it? I mean, I'm sure the same thing happened when people said, yes, they like the
0: Xbox. Oh, people, really? Come on. It's, it's fine. Um, so and this I'm, week in particular, there are so, so many more things to be getting angry about on Twitter than whether or not someone likes the PS5. I,
2: I've put in a, I've put in a, so I did the, stu- I did this article, right, where the Xbox is Netflix and PS5 is cinema, which I think people seem to think it's a slight towards one or the other. Which it really isn't. Um, it's just a, um, you know, Netflix is awesome. The cinema is awesome. Um, PlayStation established, it was mean, the headline PlayStation established its identity as a purveyor of huge expense, expensive blockbuster games and PS5 is a console manifestation of that. What manifestation is that? One person's replied, You're lying, and just did a load of lists about how long it takes Destiny 2 Monster Hunter World to load. <laughs> As if I didn't even talk about that in the article. But I'm like, well, these, they've gone out to find any... They've clearly gone out to find any positive article about PS5 and just post this meme about how long it takes um, uh, uh, Batman Arkham Knight, which I'm sure lots of people are wanting to play on their new consoles, about how it takes an extra seven seconds to load on PS5 than it does on Xbox. Uh, it's... it's well, I don't know. I'm just I like, really,
1: on. really don't like the way uh games media and games marketing has has brought us to this kind of to this point where we've like just militarized console warriors to to go out and argue with people over you know a couple seconds differences in loading or or frame rate dips and and just it's it's games it's games
2: yeah well, I mean, I don't think it's, I, I'm, I'm sort of with you, Brendan, to agree, but I do like, like, this is the thing, like, I like it when it's relatively competitive. Like, competitive is good, right? You know, as far as I'm concerned, it's, everyone's sort of, and this is the reason why, to go, to sort of deviate off, I've always had a slight, when I launched an esports uh, uh, media uh, brand, esports pro, about six, seven years ago, I hated working in the esports industry, because the esports industry hated each other. Absolutely hated each other, and I don't think that's the case now. I think they've matured a little bit, and people have moved around, and everyone realizes that they're all in it together. But the games industry, as competitive as it is, and even though you do occasionally get like a, a Riccatello or, or, or whatever saying something particularly uh, um, inflammatory, because everyone sort of ends up working for each other anyway. The games industry is competitive, but ultimately, in a in a in, but ultimately they all get along really, like in the I know like politicians do normally and stuff like that, and. And I quite like E3 when it's a bit of PlayStation versus Xbox and Nintendo jostling. Who's going to win? Well, who wins E3? People dismiss it. I actually quite like it. I think it's fun. But it's only when it only when it is fun. When it starts crossing into the lines of people starting to throw things at each other and actually getting genuinely angry over it, like it's it isn't it isn't that big a deal, you know? PlayStation is not going to obliterate Xbox. Xbox is not going to obliterate PlayStation. Those two brands, and neither do either. Neither of them want to do that. They want to. They want to be more successful than the other. They want to have more. They want to be more. They want to be more popular. They want to make better games than the other one. They don't want to kill the other one. That's not that's not the objective. And because um, together. They will unlock new markets. Together, they will find new business models. Together, they will f- discover new genres that the other one will be able to capitalize on, or, or at least move into. Or these things they learn from each other. Um, and I don't mind um, uh, a bit of a bit of sort of competition, a bit of friendly jostling, a bit of jokes, you know, a little bit of banter. Um, Dare I use that word? Um It's, it's for me. It's like have, you know, sport. It's a bit like sport in a way. You know, we all like the same sport, but we all support different teams. But um when it gets sometimes when i when i see some of what what internet turns into and it just turns into this sort of just fury like someone's gone out there and made an entire document just to undermine another platform and it's like come on it's not that big a deal you do do something worth worthwhile with your with your anger um anyway sorry that's my uh
0: no, no. I, 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 Twitter I think, Twitter I has inflamed me. It always does. Um, Be- before we go f- too far down that rabbit hole and, and to give you time to call cool off, I think that is all we have got time for. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, if you haven't already, go back and listen to uh, previous episodes. So last week's episode on black representation in the games industry is definitely worth a listen. Um, we had a se- series of uh, special guests for that. So please do go back and listen to that. We had a game developers playlist this week uh, on full throttle which you can download now and we will be having one again a bonus game developers playlist on Metal Gear Solid 5 which I referred to earlier in this episode forgetting that it's not actually out yet you can listen to that on Thursday uh, and we'll be back on Monday with your regular new show Um, thank you so much for joining us please do subscribe to us on whichever podcasting platform of your choice so you can make sure you get the latest episode and you can find more news insight and analysis into the world behind video games at gamesindustry.biz